Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. This is a test. This station is conducting a test of the emergency broadcasting system. This is only a test. Of all these opinions, this is the one that continues to blindside me, dumbfound me, gobsmack me, thunderstruck Just me. blasphemy. Absolute blasphemy. Okay, it's happening. Everybody stay calm. What's the Everybody procedure, everyone? What's the procedure? Stay calm! This is the Overreaction Podcast. I am Chase. With me, as always, my man, Cody. How are you doing tonight, my friend? I need a weekend off. I went to another Texans game here yesterday, so good to see the boys pick up another win. But now that is three football games, three weeks in a row. I I need some time off. I need a couple of weekends at home, chilling inside and watching some games from the couch. Man, you've had like the busiest three weeks ever. Just going to going to Texans games, going all you know, making your way to College Station. Uh, you know, you, you've had a, a fun, eventful three weeks of football. So. Uh, I guess two and a half weeks of football. So, yeah, man. Uh, hopefully, you enjoyed the the game day atmosphere. I, I know I enjoy watching the games from my couch, uh, but uh, yeah, I'm sure you you went hard yet again this weekend. Of course, can't stop, won't stop. But we also can't stop the pod here and ready to record <laughs> another episode for y'all this week. Yep, absolutely. And there's a lot to dive into here. You know, we're gonna get into. You know, some of the hot things with, you know, some some trade scenarios with some of these injured players, whether that's a rich, you know, Justin Jefferson. Uh, we have a bunch of injuries this week, unfortunately. So a lot of a lot of things going on. We have bye week mayhem coming up. Um, but right now, obviously, the biggest thing is, you know, we, we keep talking about Justin Fields. Um, so we, we want to dive into him and we'll also get into some buys and sells here based on where we're at in this point in the season. Um, whether that's reactionary or not, we'll find out. So first things first, we got to start off with the hot topic here. Justin Fields, Justin Fields, man, dislocated his thumb, was not a good game for him, kind of a coming back down to earth moment um, as far as like everyone having hope for him in the dynasty world. Obviously, this isn't what you want to see. You never want to see someone get injured. Um, but again, it doesn't sound like he's going to miss too much time, if any at all. I mean, he's likely to miss a couple games is what it sounds like, but um it just depends on swelling and, and it doesn't sound like there's any surgery. So he's doubtful for this upcoming week, maybe a two game scenario. We have been out on Justin Fields. What do you think you're doing at this point? Like what can you do with Justin Fields right now? Cause it seems like coming off a poor performance against an awful defense in the Minnesota Vikings. Now you, you got to go back and back to the drawing board as a fantasy manager and a dynasty manager. Like, 
what can you get for Justin Fields right now? <laughs> Look, I mean, it's going to be a lot of what we're going to be talking through today. These injuries with how reactionary we are. Uh, you see a bunch of these non-competing teams, the teams that, hey, we're now seven weeks in. You're going you're gonna to start to really figure out right now what, what direct, if you haven't started to make moves in one direction, you probably need to start making them. So I think the only thing you can really do with the Justin Fields manager is you got to find the person who has enough, you know, find the person who says, oh, as long as he just gets into this Atlanta Falcons offense next year, he's going to be back to being Justin Fields and being great. You got to find somebody with enough conviction to make the bet that they think 2024 is going to save Justin Fields with a new system and a new place new scheme, new weapons, everything like that. But a lot of people don't have that conviction anymore because now you put another what two to three potentially games out for Justin Fields with this dislocated thumb. You got Tyson Badgent in there. Can he pick up a win at all? Now you're going into the past the bye week as an NFL team and you're sitting there looking at it as he's one. You're now one and eight, one and nine before you're even getting Justin Fields back on the field. Just looking at it realistically, like they're probably going to be a top three pick, top three to five pick, and they're taking a quarterback if they get there. And there's probably going to be an entire revolutionary change in Chicago as they try to reset this thing again and try to figure out quarterback and head coach and a lot of other things moving forward. Yeah, right now, Eberflus has the worst Bears record in history um, as far as a head coach. Uh, so he is, you know, his winning percentage is not great, as we've seen. Uh, it does not seem like this organization's on the right track. They do have currently the projected number one and number two pick still, since they do own the Panthers pick. And so, and they obviously have their own. Um, yeah, it's it's not looking good for Justin Fields' future. Uh, and it's, you know, again, I, I hope he gets a fresh start somewhere. And, and who knows, maybe the organization ends up loving Justin Fields. They make some miraculous trades and, you know, end up building some great things around him. That's not a bet I'm willing to take though. Like that is really not the bet that I'm willing to take when it comes to the Chicago bears. So, you know, I, I, I hope for the best for him long-term, but even for the, you know, his fantasy prospects for the rest of this year, I just don't feel wonderful about it. Like when you're looking at his playoff stretch, even, um, you know, down the stretch, you have like, the Lions, the Browns, he has them in week 15. He does have a couple cakes with, you know, the Cardinals and and I guess the Falcons. Uh, they're kind of good. That's a good uh, pass to you still now. Uh, yeah. Nothing around there. Yeah. So I, mean, I guess Terrell will be, you know, trailing around DJ Moore. So, so that'll be, that'll be a fun one. So, yeah, I mean, he has a tough playoff schedule as well. Um, you know, if, if you, there's a poll on Twitter that was talking about buying, are you buying, selling, or holding Justin Fields? And like 65% of people are still holding Justin Fields. Uh, the, the vast majority outside of that was selling and like maybe like under 5% was buying him. So you, the, that's the problem you have is like you have no market to truly sell him to anybody unless like you have like a massive nuclear rebuild and someone's willing to actually get, you know, spend some sort of capital on him or has multiple first round picks. I mean, just some of the trades that I'm seeing right now um, and, and, you know, the trade finder here, uh, Michael Carter in a 24 first for Justin Fields. Uh, Justin Fields, Roshan for a first, like J Fields for a first straight swap Fields for Brian Robinson, even, <laughs> you know, so like you're seeing these different things when, you know, that people are just willing to just get out of Justin Fields. Um, you know, it's and a lot of these are before the injury too. Like you're just getting yeah. the first before the injury now. Like, yep. I think he'd be hard pressed in a lot of places to even get a for straight first for him. 
I'm very interested to see what the trades happen on on to you know as you're listening to this this morning like I'm really interested to hear what people are actually going to be able to get done for Justin Fields. So, you know, hit us both up on Twitter. I would love to see some pictures of, of some Justin Fields trades that you get done, whether you're buying or selling, this is up to you. Like you, you manage your own roster at your own peril. But uh, yeah, at this point in time, we have been out on Justin Fields. That That is just a player that we just haven't really had one never really believed in. So we didn't have a lot of exposure to in the first place, but two, you know, we just, you, you see the writing on the wall with this, you know, scenario, like the, the, the games are just ticking down and now if he's missing a couple more games uh it's it's you're not making pretty a bet for, you're making a bet for 2024 that's the only reason you have any intention of buying him right now cuz we we were even looking at it from the hey maybe if he gets back to this rushing upside that he had last year which is why he was vaulted up to this quarterback 7 overall ranking but now he's not even going to be giving you the production for this year for the next couple of weeks. And then you're trying to struggle and get your way into the fantasy playoffs where we just looked at it and the matchups aren't that great for him. And he's now coming off an injury like this team could, I don't know what pieces they really have to sell, but they could sell some <laughs> other things if they could find any value for anything on this team. It's a bad spot. You just got to be able to make a conviction bet on 2024 and I'm not willing to make a bet that he's going to be a starting NFL quarterback in 2024. Like what team is making their bet that that's going to be the piece that, you know, they can be the team to salvage Justin Fields. Is there, I think there's a team out there that'll make the bet, but sure. trust him to be the starter going forward with like no competition or anything else like that, or not bringing in another rookie to some or something to have some sort of backup, backup contingency plan. I don't see that happening in 2024. Yeah, I mean, I've, I think I've seen enough out of Justin Fields to believe that he is a better starter uh, starting option than than like Zach Wilson. So do I think that Fields will get a, another shot? Absolutely. I think he will. Um, I do think it is going to be a co you know competition type of thing. And I, I don't know when that is going to be. And that's part of the problem. Like when we talk about them having top two picks, like even if they have two top four picks or two top five picks. Like the, the both of the Panthers and the Bears are that bad that that's a very real possibility. And if they do end up with number one and number two, like the simple solution here is obviously draft Caleb and then trade back your number two pick and just accumulate assets at that point. Trade Justin Fields. So it's 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 a tough spot to be in. So like I mean, if I have Justin Fields anywhere, um, I mean we we talked about it two weeks ago. You should have sold. That was your window to sell. We we set it on here that 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 was your window to sell. Unfortunately, the you know an injury occurred. Like we can't foresee those types of things. That sucks. Like it's a really crappy situation. But at this point in time, you have to really just make decisions based on the data that you have. The data that we have is he is out for at least this week, uh, maybe two weeks, and then this team is is just you're not winning with Tyson Badgett like you're just not like I'm sorry sorry Bears fans <laughs> like you're not winning any games with with Justin Fields and you're you know you're definitely not winning any with Tyson Badgett so um you know maybe I'm wrong maybe they come out and prove me wrong but uh, I I'd be willing to get out at this point for for literally almost anything like I'd love to, I'd love to get a quarterback back I'd love to get a quarterback back but I don't even like could you <laughs> <laughs> would you trade would you trade fields for mac jones like i mean i don't even know if you want mac jones at this point either like that's a, that's mac, another one mac, we'll talk about yeah mac jones ain't producing any fantasy points regardless <laughs> of if he's starting or not and on the field and healthy uh, not injured so yeah i mean yeah, I'd, yes. I'd probably still rather have justin fields because there's at least some upside in the name value everybody hates mac jones as well we always talk about that like what's the likability factor of a lot of these guys people hate mac jones and so 
again, another guy that probably needs another spot to get a starting role somewhere else or going to be in competition in 2024. But the way that that team looks right now, and who knows what that organization as a whole looks like, now nah, I'll take <laughs> Justin Fields and at least a little bit of upside yeah. there. Absolutely. I, I, and I, I, Mac Jones is definitely more of a joke there just because of how bad it's been for him too and him needing a fresh start. But like, that's the whole thing. Like I, I, if you can get a first, I think you just, you just take the reroll and run like, you know, um, if can you, can you get a position player at this point and just take a position player? Like, unless you need Justin Fields as a quarterback, like you're, you're, you're in a bind. You're in a, in a real bind right now, but like start shopping. I wouldn't throw them on the trade block, but start shopping for some offers. Maybe people are going to be interested in, you know, in fields in a package, you know, target some of those rebuilding teams, try to sell them as a, as like, a, you know, he's a, he's not going to do anything for you this year, but maybe, maybe next year he gets a fresh start. Maybe they, maybe they trade all those picks and, and just accumulate assets and, and build around fields. Like maybe just maybe sell but, them on uh, hope, sell them on hope, you know, and that's <laughs> let that hope kill someone else's dynasty roster not your own so um but yeah at this point in time if you're a fantasy if you're a fantasy owner of justin fields you do need to take that hard look in the mirror you really do you have to take that look in the mirror and figure out where your team is at and what you can do to to you know move justin fields uh for the betterment of your team so any other things you want to touch on here with with one justin fields before we dive in that's enough time for a weekly justin fields episode (laughs) it's so somber this week too. Like I almost feel bad for for even talking about it because like normally it's just fun to just kind of rip into it. But yeah, you know, we are where we are. You are where you are with the Justin Fields situations. So we have a couple other trade, you know, targets and some candidates here that that kind of came upon some injury. Obviously, Anthony Richardson is the big name right now. Um, came out today. Ursay was talking about his, he's strongly considering having season-ending surgery. And it sounds like he will be done for the season. So they're going to roll with Gardner Minshew, A-Rich, done. And, you know, this is the fear that you have with mobile quarterbacks, whether that's a Justin Fields, a, a Trey Lance, even Cam Newton took a bunch of hits as a, as a mobile quarterback. Like these are the, the con- kinds of things you worry about. Jalen Hurts had some games that he missed. Like you worry about these types of things with these guys. But unfortunately, you can't, you know, we can't project these types of injuries happening, especially season ending ones. But this does create an opportunity for for dynasty managers. I think we've all seen enough out of a rich to, to to believe that him in this system can work. He is a rookie, and yes, he made some rookie mistakes, but he also had made some incredible highlight plays. And I think we saw enough out of him as a quarterback and as a a runner to say that he can do it in this league. I mean, am I am I wrong in saying that? Do you do you feel the same way, or am I on an island here? Yeah, no, I I don't have any concerns about the the actual play that we've been seeing on the field. Yeah obviously losing out on the rest of the season potentially or you know at least a good chunk of this season is what it sounds like and that potentially season ending IR I don't trust Jim Irsay anything he says though so like I'll wait to see I'll wait for more information like I might still be in a little bit of a hold pattern on Anthony Richardson until I get more information later this week hopefully because I do think that that should be something that's determined as soon as possible for their organization if they're acting in the best interest of him but I don't have any concern about the play. The issue here is like out of five games, he wasn't able to complete four of them. 
and in, yeah. the, in the first five games of your rookie career, you're already showing signs of being that potentially injury prone. I don't really have the too too much of the concerns about the rushing versus standard quarterbacks. There's data out there that says that there's no difference of injury risk between the two, but there is a little bit of that, like maybe a heightened type of injury that you're susceptible to. And this one didn't even look that bad. That that's kind of why I think we're all pretty shocked about this one is that just kind of looked like any normal hit. And if you can't stand, if you can't play through these injuries, you, your body can't hold up through them at least. How, how does that get better going forward for a quarterback who looks physically designed like an absolute <laughs> God who should, you would think body would hold up a little bit better than it has over this first month and a half of football, but it hasn't. And that, that that's where I have a little bit more of concern long-term. I haven't had any concerns though, about what I've seen on the field play wise from him, but we might not see him again until 2024. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the big thing when it comes to to these mobile quarterbacks is like, you know, you see like a lot of Lamar, even Josh Allen. Josh Allen takes some hits from time to time, but he does like to slide. He's figured out ways, to, you know, to get out of bounds. Arich, like he was very much like a, a rookie, you know, excited to be in the league, excited to be playing. Like he didn't really do that kind of thing where he was trying to preserve his body. He's like, no, I'm a, I'm a young man. I'm a 20-year-old, 21-year-old kid that, you know, I'm out here just playing football, enjoying the dream. And and I think that that's something he's going to learn how to do. He's he's absolutely going to learn how to do it. He's going to have to learn how to do it. Um, otherwise, we will have these types of problems. But for the time being, like d- depending on my dynasty roster, I mean, I actually had a situation that worked out perfectly for me. Um, but I, I am interested in acquiring Anthony Richardson. You know, most likely he was a QB, maybe one or two on someone's team. Uh, and they were looking for those, those, you know, high end type of performances, those, you know, 20 point per game type performances from, from a rich and they're no longer going to have them. And so if you are a team that is not contending and you have the opportunity to go buy Anthony Richardson, I, I'm absolutely taking the opportunity. I think he is one that I'm absolutely willing to take the gamble on. You know, it's it's one of those things, you know, we're not going to if we don't see anything else from him, we've seen enough from him to know what he can be in fantasy. And I think that's going to overrule like any of the injury stuff that that could happen here um, for the remainder of the year. So I do think he's the one I'm looking to buy. Um, are you in any, have do you have any interest in buying him right now? Yeah, for sure. I mean, like you said, um, and going back to the Justin Fields talk, it's going to be a lot team direction based right now where those competing rosters, if they if the Anthony Richardson was on a competing roster, they're relying on him to be their quarterback, too. And now they're looking at, all right, I've got uh, I've got like Baker and Mac Jones or something or actually like one serviceable quarterback. Maybe they have like a Justin Herbert and Mac Jones is now going to have to be their only other backup for the rest of the year. Like I can't be in a good spot. So that's where I think you get like these deals are just like process oriented made for both sides. You have to just look at the leagues where the competing team has the Anthony Richardson share. You're not competing in that league and you just lean further, lean further into the punt, burn points off your roster and whatever quarterback that is. Honestly, there's a pretty good amount of quarterbacks that I would make the move for. Uh, the only ones like I wouldn't be trading are probably Jefferson or Justin Herbert, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, those types, like every, everybody else though, they can go if they don't, if they aren't serving me the points for the rest of this year, because what happens whenever it's Lamar Jackson next week goes down on your team? 
Like yeah. I, I would just, I would just rather go with what we know, what Anthony Richardson's situation already is get myself some insulated value at a cheaper cost than what the acquisition price was going to be before this injury and before this news and just make the, make the deal between the two teams of, Hey, you're, this is the competing roster, Anthony Richardson share the one league that I have him where he's where this situation just works out. Well, I'm trying to make the, trying to make the move there because I would like to pick up another share or two of them. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the whole thing is it's team directional. Like if I'm a contender, I'm not going to go out and buy Anthony Richardson. It just doesn't make sense. Right. But if I, if I have a middle of the road team where you see like three or four top teams that are just, you know, clear, clear and above your own team. Yeah. Maybe this is a time to, to try and capitalize where you can go buy Anthony Richardson and get a significant plus for, for one of your quarterbacks, because people are going to be looking for those fantasy points. They're going to need them in order to stay contenders. So, you know, capitalize on the situation, you know, unfortunately for the trade that I made, um, I made it like a day, literally a day before like the announcement of him missing, you know, significant, significant time. Like I thought it was going to be like four weeks. We're going to be all right. Yeah, no. Uh, here we are potentially, most likely, a season-ending injury. Um, so I maybe maybe didn't extract all of the value that I wanted out of it, but that's you know the price that I pay. Um, I, I'm still happy with the deal. I'm still fine with the deal. Sure, I could have squeezed some more out of it today than I did, you know, a couple days ago. But hey, it is what it is, and and, I, and I'm perfectly fine with that. Everyone out there listening that still you know is looking for Anthony Richardson, you have the opportunity to really capitalize. Um, so, you know, whether that's down tiering off of, you know, maybe you can move a, a teal off or maybe you can, you know, move out of that kind of six to nine range. Maybe you can move off of a top tier one and accumulate Anthony Richardson plus plus and, and just get some significant assets uh, for a build next year. So that's, those are the types of moves that I'm targeting when I'm looking for Anthony Richardson. Um, any other things you want to add to when it comes to the eight rich talk? Only thing, only other thing that I have is if like you're on that competing team, but you're insulated at quarterback. Like it was a luxury pick that you just somehow lucked your way into at that 101, 102, 103 in the rookie drafts this last year. Are you immediately trying to burn, or would you be fine holding him on just an IR slot as well? Like if I don't need the points and I don't need the value gain back right now, I I don't have much of an incentive actually to move off of Anthony Richardson unless I need the replacement production. Yeah, I think the again, it's it's you, you got to find the right situation for for some of these. That in that situation, if I have a rich as a QB three uh, technically, or if I have another solid QB two option like a you know Kirk Cousins or a Dak Prescott, like I'm not, I don't have really any incentive to move a rich just to to get the points. Uh, maybe in the off season, I would explore some of those options to to move a quarterback, but like right now, people are going to be trying to to get a discount on a rich and that's not what I'd be trying to do in that situation where, where I'm selling short. So if I am a contender that needs points, yeah, I might take, you know, 90 cents on the dollar, 85 cents on the dollar and just like, Hey, I need those points now. Can I, can I, you know, make a trade that I probably wouldn't have pivoted into four weeks ago. So, um, yeah, I think that again, all team specific, all league specific. and, And it's just, again, know your league, check out the roster and see if it's going to be a good fit for, for not only your direction, but the direction of the current owner. But cause if they're tanking, they're not going to be out here trying to sell. Like they're not going to be out here trying to give up additional assets to get off of a rich. Right. We got one more player. That's pretty high profile. That's about the same. It's going to sound a lot of the same talk, right? But he's the number one wide receiver in the, the- league the number one wide receiver in the league and it's justin jefferson um obviously going the extent of the injury was a little bit more than i originally thought it was going to be 
but he's going to miss a pretty substantial portion of time here for the middle of our fantasy seasons. Another guy, is this one that you're looking directionally? It's Justin Jefferson for me. I'm trying to acquire Justin Jefferson anywhere and on kind of any roster that I can because that's the type of asset that doesn't come around and doesn't have this type of availability that he probably has in a lot of leagues right now. Yeah, I mean, and in fact, you just acquired a Justin Jefferson talking, you know, hey, we're 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 giving actionable advice. We we follow our own advice here as well. You know, you did just acquire a, a Justin Jefferson uh, in a in a trade in, in a in a league where you're not necessarily contending, but you're not like a bottom feeder either. You made yourself a dynasty move. What exactly what trade did you make? Um recently here yeah that one was cooper cup and zay flowers for justin jefferson um yeah the team the the team is definitely not going to contend this year it's just trying to stay afloat as i'm trying to it's not a league where you can actively tank all that well so i'm just trying to stay afloat stay in the middle it's not designed that way so i'm hoping that i can still get some more justin jefferson points on that roster here towards the end of the year but I also need to look at it objectively and say, hey, like Cooper Cup, as much as I love this guy, and and then I got Zay Flowers by trading away Jonathan Taylor as well. So, I mean, tell me at the beginning of the season, it's Cooper Cup and Jonathan Taylor before Jonathan Taylor had his whole saga. (laughs) Sounds like a wild thing, but to get Justin Jefferson on a team that needs to retool and look forward to the future and try to put itself in the best situation to contend in 2024 uh, just hard, hard, hard for me to pass up getting who I believe is unquestioned the best wide receiver in the league and i love zay flowers i think zay flowers uh, is going to be a very good player. might have best young wide receiver in the league yeah 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 and i'm fine with that um you know and especially in terms of dynasty value like we're, we're definitely looking at that aspect too but i do love zay flowers i think that you know he's still a solid piece cooper cup you're getting you're going for the points and then obviously you're hoping for some zay flowers upside in the future um you know he has a very significant role on that team you know being basically the number one b to Mark Andrews, like, I mean, they're running the same amount of routes. They're getting the same amount of targets. Like say flowers is definitely involved. Um, but yeah, I, I love that trade for you. I mean, I, these are the deals that you're never going to get. If Justin Jefferson is healthy, these are the deals that you need to start making and, and like looking for. And so like, he, if you can go out and acquire Justin Jefferson in your league, do it. You have to, you have to explore it. And I think that's the problem is, you know, Jefferson was he's a significant scorer in every format in every way shape and form so like a contender took a hit and now you're not necessarily going to get him for pennies on the dollar because he is still you know it's a six-week injury if they think that they can withstand those six weeks and like hopefully he comes back but not to you know you can't forget Minnesota is an awful team awful that's like, very that's a very real part of it and what is the chances that just like hey what's what's your incentive to come back and then <clears throat> let's look forward let's look forward because you know we're going I'm making this move probably to contend next year with it what's the quarterback position look like here um because I'll be honest I don't care who it is I don't care if it's Caleb Williams Justin Jefferson as a fantasy asset is in his best situation that he's going to be in with Kirk Cousins right now but the guy who's throwing 650 times a year, that's what his best situation is. It's, it's not going to get better in 2024. I don't care if it's Caleb Williams or Drake May or whatever other quarterback it is. It's not getting better than it is right now. So while he's, while he's still a fantastic wide receiver, I just don't see any rookie coming in and throwing the ball 650 times and actually still being efficient with it. But yeah, I, I'm also a rookie hater. 
It's fair, I know, but uh, I don't think it gets better than it than it has been for Justin Jefferson. I mean, it's hard to get better when you're like the wide receiver one, like you, you were the number one wide receiver last year. It's your top five every single year you've been in the league. Like, yeah, it's tough to get better than that. Like, you know, can he maintain? I mean, I think he could with a rookie. I do think he can just because he's going to get massive target share. Like he's just going to continue to get fed because that offense is how that's how that offense runs. Like they're going to put a quarterback in a situation where like, hey, yeah, like go ahead, chuck the rock around. Like this is what we want you to do in this offense. But for this year, I think that's the whole thing with this year is like, we're expecting it to be six weeks we're expecting six weeks he's going to be gone that puts him you know right around week 12 they have chicago then they have a bye if they're a awful team and like let's make sure he's truly 100 healthy before he comes back like there's no need to rush your 24 year old wide receiver who's the best wide receiver in the league young wide receiver um <laughs> and so yeah, like I, I, I genuinely am curious how that's going to play out. So, like as a contender, like if you're out here with Justin Jefferson, um, you may have a tough decision to make. You may have to try and uh, see if you can explore some trades out there. Can you move into a Tyreek Hill? Can you move into a Tyreek Hill and get a plus? Can you, you know, can you find another contender? Like there's there were so many injuries this week and this year already that um, some of these top contenders have probably taken massive hits. So yes, this is your this is one of the few buy windows you are going to get for the best wide receiver in fantasy. And I'll, I'll leave it at that. The wide receiver one in dynasty. Yeah, this is it. Uh, uh, unquestioned, in my opinion. I I know Jamar Chase is the, still there. And there's some people who like to have the conversation, but only thing that's <laughs> only thing that's giving him is a little bit more stability, knowing that he's attached to Joe Burrow for the next 10 years of his career. And we have a little bit of that. It is a little bit concerning that we don't know what's next more than likely, because if they do what it looks like this team is probably going to do this year. No way Kirk Cousins <laughs> is back. And then the other thing, as, as you were talking towards like the end of the year, this isn't just from the team side, though, because this is Justin Jefferson playing right. on a year without a contract locked in and c- currently guaranteed. Like a lot of people thought that he should probably get before the season even started, and he was eligible for, said we'd figure it out after the season. Now it might really just be, I mean, they, they could probably start having those talks right now if they just wanted to say, hey, look, we're not going to be in the position to actually use you for your services this year, but we're damn sure going to pay you about $30 million a year for the next four. (laughs) That way we make sure to lock you up and we're healthy and ready to roll with the, with the new and rebuilding team here in 2024. Yeah. I mean, so very, very interesting situation here in Minnesota. Uh, Again, if you have any Justin Jefferson interest, which if you are listening to this and you play fantasy football, you should have interest in Justin Jefferson you should at least explore trade, like at least see if you have the pieces that can fit to make it work where you can acquire an asset like that, because you're not going to be able to find uh, a buy window like this for, I mean, again, hopefully for a while, because hopefully he's healthy (laughs) because, and if Justin Jefferson's healthy, you are not buying him at a discount. So this is your one shot um, to really try and capitalize. And I would explore it in every single league. So uh, you you did it in, in in HVV, and that's a league that I was I looked around and like, can I do it? And doesn't seem like the other two owners are going to be good fits for it. So um, unfortunately, but yeah, man, I, I'm I'm out here shopping around. I've, I've been I've been exploring some trades, giving trying to give people quarterbacks for Justin Jefferson, uh, just to try and acquire like giving my QB three up and and plus plus and see what what we can get done. Uh, but I'm exploring any and all options, and and I'm again. 
I want to see these trades. I want to see what, what trades people are getting done for a rich for fields for, for Justin Jefferson. So hit us up on Twitter at trophy chase, TFDR at Cody Smith, TFDR um, hit up the destination Debbie account as well. Like just, I, we want to see all of these trades that are going down now uh, with, with these, uh, these potential buy and sell windows for these players. So who, yeah, we took up a, a good chunk on those three here. We did have some other news, you know, going on here as well. Uh, obviously, we have bye week mayhem. Yeah, you know, week week seven here. We have the Panthers, Bengals, Cowboys, Texans, Jets, and Titans all on bye. So we're gonna, there's going to be some some spot fills at quarterback, especially because not only do you have you know Bryce again, Bryce, you have Dak, got C.J. Stroud. I know everyone's benching Zach Wilson now. We're all devastated, but like, you have all these quarterbacks. But then you have T. Law. Uh, Baker banged up Jimmy G most likely out dimes. Is he coming back to Sean Watson? Like we're missing a good 10 starters from the quarterback position this upcoming week. And you're going to have to find some spot fills. So I am just curious, what are you doing with some of these spots? Like with Jimmy G, are you out here? Are you, are you, you feeling comfortable starting Aiden O'Connell? Cause it sounds like most likely Aiden O'Connell will be the starter given, you know, getting a full, full week of uh, practice reps. Like what are you doing here with these QB injuries? How are you maneuvering right now when it comes to these bye weeks? Well, Chase, we just talk about the position where you're running through all of these injuries and the ones we've already talked about in more detail. Like I don't want to overreact, but, but is quarterback the new running back? And they're just as replaceable and we should actually start rostering all of these backup quarterbacks man R- rostering is the interesting part to that right like we we don't anticipate and 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 for whatever reason we assume that all these guys are going to stay healthy you you talk about it a lot we talk about it a lot in the offseason about the high leverage backups um so yeah like i think some of those are are ones you want to have like we all know tyrod's the backup to danny dives like you knew that but like some of these were mysteries like i don't think anyone going into the season thought pj pj walker was gonna end up backing up deshaun watson and getting they didn't even think at the beginning of the season that pj walker was going to be backing up deshaun watson right like so i mean you have those types of things we got cj bethard potentially getting a start we got um i mean i don't think i don't think baker's going to sit but again it's something to monitor um but yeah you have the Jimmy G, Aiden O'Connell slash Brian Hoyer situation where Hoyer comes in if Jimmy G leaves a game, but Aiden O'Connell will start if he gets a full week of practice. Like you have those situations that are just tough to project. And I don't know if I'm rostering the backups, but I will say, like, yes, this year quarterback feels different. The quarterback feels so much different than it ever has before. And especially when we're talking super flex leagues, where I, I there's a lot of leagues where I best ball leagues of thankfully, like it just auto fills in the best players, but I'm flexing my super flex spot with position players. I'm even starting options. Like I've actually started wide receivers in my super flex spot over, over quarterback options just because of either the scoring format or the, the, the high upside that I can get with my, my wide receiver over, over what I, I think uh, a Jimmy G is going to get me, you know, pre-injury of course. It feels so different this year. And, and we talked about it last year because we had a bunch of QB2 injuries when it came to to Russ looking like garbage and and Stafford being hurt. And, you know, every everyone thought these QB2s were going to come in. And, you know, Aaron Rodgers not playing well like last year. We thought all of those Q, like QB issues were going to be solved. And that is not the case. Like I think this week, just week six, 
only seven quarterbacks finished in the top 30 of the overall players, depending on your scoring format, but it's just the one that I was looking at here, like seven quarterbacks in the top 30. And I'm just like, man, like only seven of them scored over 20 points per game. Like it just, it just doesn't feel right in, in a super flex league. And I'm just like, all right, well, I mean, if that's the case, like if all these other guys are scoring 17, 16 points, like I can find that from a wide receiver. I can find that from a running back. I mean, shoot my super in some of these tight end premium leagues. I can find it from a tight end. Like, how are you handling a maneuvering quarterback right now? Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I think kind of what you're talking to and what we just brought up there at the very at the very last point is it's still going to be incredibly league dependent. Um, yeah. Run run your teams through the war tool. Get the get the knowledge of yes. do the quarterbacks automatically matter because there's some of these guys like there's there's some leagues that are designed that way to like you don't even care like you're you're definitely jamming in Zach Wilson each and every week. You're definitely jamming in PJ Walker. You're definitely jamming in Tyrod Taylor. Um, but more so to the overall, to, to the question and what I was talking about earlier of like, is running back, is quarterback as replaceable to what you're, what you just went through They're they replace, but they don't score as many points. Like the, the points projected is still not the same. Like I'm not, I'm not excited in a lot of leagues to start a lot of these backups. And like you're saying, like, yeah, you just have to start a position player in them. That's the difference between the running backs of the running backs. I know they're still going to get jammed up the a gap for 15 carries <laughs> and at least 50 yards. And maybe they fall into the end zone. Like I can, I can bank on that replacement level. Obviously he makes him misses like Amari Di Mercado's this week that didn't really do anything. Cause Damian Williams was the better running back, but it's the replaceability of the <laughs> pro- projected points from the quarterbacks whenever they're coming in. And that's why it isn't as replaceable. Uh, I think it also depends, like you said, best ball lineups. I don't have as much interest in rostering them unless I'm just not competing because those are guaranteed zero spots. But in some of these deeper lineups, man, like I will be rostering more high leverage backups and knowing the ones that you want going into the season. Um, honestly, it, it sounds bad, but you know, whenever you're talking about the the CJ Bethards and guys like that that are in the good offenses that have at least shown something in the past. If they get if they get any chance to start for a long period of time, like the Gardner Minshew one's probably the best example of this year so far. I know he didn't look great this last Sunday, but he's going to be. I mean, he's going to be jammed into a lot of leagues for the rest of the year. It sounds like, and that's so much. It's worth so much more than just a even even just one of these NERBs on a fifty three that could potentially get in for a week or two. Typically, they're not going to be there long term. So I'd almost just rather have the quarterback if it's one of those deeper lineups. 
Yeah, I mean, Minshew, I mean, he threw for over 300 yards. It wasn't pretty, uh, you know, unfortunately for him, but he did throw for over 300 yards. So, like, you know, he can he can lock up the yardage if he gets a few touchdown passes to go along with it. Like, he can have yourself, you know, a startable fantasy week. But, like, this, I'm looking in this specific league. I I, um, I benched both uh, Jimmy G and, uh, and Russ, and I started Michael Pittman as my super flex and a start 11 like and, and you know obviously it worked out really well he ended up getting me 21 points uh so because uh, there are points for first down in that one so he had nine catches 100 yards like yeah like it worked out for me but again i played that kind of that that high leverage game with or that high risk game with a with starting a position player there i i just i, I have a tough time with quarterback right now like we all thought there was going to be this top eight with maybe we'll have CJ Stroud joining the group, maybe Bryce Young at some point, maybe Dak will elevate himself and Kyler. And I mean, it seems like there's like this top six, maybe top seven, and then like everybody else. You know, Jordan Love has had games, but he's kind of fallen off. Uh, Jared Goff's had his games, he's had his moments. You know, uh, Kirk Cousins has done Kirk Cousin things, but you know, he's always has his clunkers each year. Yeah, man, like the, the position right now is in is in probably the worst state that I've ever seen. Well, I don't say worst state, but yeah, like the, the toughest state I've ever seen it in where you have tough decisions to make for your QB2. Do you start a, a Gardner Minshew? So, yeah, man, it's a it's an interesting, interesting spot to be in right now. And, and when you have bye week mayhem, I, I don't know if I really want to start CJ Beathard. I think I'm rather just there. Hopefully, I have some flex options out there where I can throw in a and a running back that's going to get touches or a wide receiver that's going to give me some high high volume. Yeah, unfortunately, though, like we talked about, seven teams on by. So those Crazy. those ones that you're probably you know, the ones that you would probably think to pro- possibly play in that super flex spot, they're probably on by too. So <laughs> you're, pro- you're probably so shallow enough that like you're you're going to have to make some of those decisions this week. Yep, absolutely. So. Uh, touching on some of the the injuries from this past week, obviously mentioned the quarterback ones with T Law. You know, Tannehill's on by. Thankfully, Baker should be okay. Jimmy G situation. Danny Dimes may come back. These are all situations to watch. Deshaun Watson. Uh, he I th- sounds like Watson will probably miss another week. Uh, but again, all situations to continue to monitor for the injuries. But we did have some running back injuries. Surprise, surprise. Um, obviously, James Conner was injured, but it sounds like he's going to be out four to six weeks. I know we talked about Amari Mercado quite a bit. See, you know, Williams came right back in and just filled that role is what it seemed like. Um, do you want to own anybody in this in this, in this this uh, Cardinals backfield at this point? You unfortunately probably have to own them all of Keontae Ingram, Dave Mercado, and Damian Williams. Tony Jones can be cut. He's probably the only one, but you probably have to own them all, and you probably don't want to start any of them each and every week. Yeah, like I think in a lineup league, I, I if I have to plug them in, again, we have bye week mayhem this week, so uh, this is going to be rough, but I don't think any of them I really want to start. Uh, if I have to, I guess I'm going to go with Williams, like I guess. Like I, Keontae Ingram is just awful. Demarcado got nuked. Like he just didn't get any of the touches that we all anticipated him to to get after having ten for forty. Like it wasn't great, but hey, like he got ten carries before. Maybe he was going to do it again. Didn't happen. So I'll tell you, I still like I. Out of all those three, it's Keontae Ingram is lowest on the totem pole right there. As I'm knocking over things and breaking glasses, <laughs> uh, he's definitely not breaking any records except for bad ones. So. Keontae Ingram, if I could get anything like that's guy, man, any pick almost fab worthy. I'm, I'm so it, it's bad watching him play football. 
I, don't I mean, like honestly, it. this was like one of the best performances for Keontae Ingram. Like he had ten, he had ten carries for forty yards. Like this is if you can sell for a third, like get out, like just run, run to the hill, run to the bank with that. Like again, I I'd throw it up on the the auto accept trade block and see if you get offers. Uh, that is that is one I anyone in that backfield if I can sell them, I'm out. But yeah, like Keontae Ingram, this may be your only shining sell window. Uh, take advantage of it. I don't yeah, care up. what you get. Sell people roll. on the fact that he got the start. He took the first carry and then was almost immediately <laughs> out like three snaps later, I believe. Uh, we'll dive into some more cells here in just a little bit here. We'll kind of rapid fire those. But Kyron Williams, you know, he, he did, he's he been taking the large majority of that workload and I, I'm starting to, it's starting to look like it's wearing on him. It's starting to, he's, he's going to be out a couple weeks here. Um, he, you know, he played a majority of that game here and, and how are you feeling about your Kyron shares? I know you own a lot right now. I, I've I've picked up you know I've picked up the ones that I've stumbled into. I'm not out here. I haven't been out here trading True. for the Kyron Williams. I just had a lot of them because I wasn't a big Cam Akers fan and Zach Evans. I surely wasn't a fan of at all. No. So I kind of just figured Kyron would have to be in there at some point. I've got a decent amount of shares. Um, he is the definition of just the replaceable. The only value that he has is the production that he's on my roster for right now. Um. Yep. Honestly, with that, with how the last couple of games have gone, you're probably not able to sell for anything, especially being an injured running back, knowing what the future outlook probably is for him, that there's, you know, he doesn't have the long-term future and long-term role here. He's just kind of the guy. Um, I don't think there's really much of a market that's going to be made because of this injury for Kyron. It's just, hey, hopefully he comes back and hopefully I think he's going to step right back into that role until he potentially gets injured again um his production i mean his usage for this year is going to be good and i want him on my contending teams but i also don't think there's any market to sell him off or anything either um so unless i can get some sort of like second and a running back back tear down move that'd be what i'd be looking for but his his value is only tied to his production and right now that's going to be zero and even though it's dynasty and it's only for two or three short weeks it's now a lot of a lot of a big chunk of the fantasy season that's going forward. There's not there's not going to be teams like rebuilding for next year looking, hey, can I just buy that Kyron Williams off of you right. and take the zeros? Like that doesn't exist. So very, very small market for Kyron that's created off of this, I think. Yeah, no, I, I don't think this is necessarily like a, a sell opportunity for for most people. Um, it, you know, again, what are you gonna actually get? Um, but it does sound like he's gonna miss week seven for sure. Uh, or at least that's the expectation. A lot of people have said it's this is you know this type of ankle injury is usually two to three weeks. Um, the next three weeks they do have Pittsburgh and Dallas, then Green Bay, and then they have their bye. So uh, we'll see how they favor this. See how he's feeling after one week. Um, you know, really, this is a Zach Evans situation because uh, not only not only is Kyron hurt, but Rivers is out as well, and his injury is more significant than than Kyron. So this is the Zach Evans show. And uh, I think I have like maybe two shares of Zach Evans. And it is not because I wanted to draft him in the third round. It's because he fell to me and I just decided to pick him up. Uh, do you think you can sell your Zach Evans to any Zach Evans believers out there? I'm sure they still exist somewhere. Um, I mean, he was being ranked inside the top three at the position in mock drafts all, all this uh, pre-draft cycle. So I'm sure they're out there. I'm sure you can. Uh, I mean, do you... Where we said we got Pittsburgh coming up this week. Do you really want to bet on him showing out and then trying to sell him, or are you just trying to sell it right now? Because I I'm out right now. I'm not yeah. with as yeah, bad yeah. as that running game has looked. With Kyron even running the ball, 
because he hasn't he's barely eclipsed like 60 yards over the past couple of weeks ever since he had one of those two big breakout games I don't think it's going to look much better for old Zach Will- Zach Evans in there either yeah, I mean, Zach Evans, he's the one that I'm selling right now. Like, right now, immediately. If anyone wants to just give me a pick for him, absolutely. I'm, I'm absolutely out. Um, I have no problem with it. I mean, Kyron did have 158 yards this past week. Just just throwing that out there. So, like, he My bad, didn't have that one. Yeah, no, he did have a weekend. But, but yeah, I mean, he's had 200-yard games. So this one was 158. Outside of that, he's had, you know, 50, 50, 50, you know, literally 52, 52, 53, 38. Like, it's been up-and-down performance with that running game. But, uh, but yeah, no, I mean, Evans is the one I'd love to get out on. I think Kyron, if you're holding Kyron and you are not a contender, once he comes back, your cell window reopens. Hopefully, again, hopefully. You you, you got to take advantage of it. If you're not a contending team, if you think that Kyron is going to be a long-term asset, uh, I would love to say that that's the case and he's going to you know have a significant role. And maybe he's going to going forward uh, just because of his skill set. But this type of workload, will not happen in the future it just won't no you think that they're going to bring in something right um we have to i mean we've got royce freeman is now the second man up in los angeles for the next couple of weeks as long as kyron is missing <laughs> uh this team if they're competing which right now in the window that they're currently operating in nobody really thought they'd be this good i don't think but i i don't know how they don't get something else in um i mean it's I don't think that this is going to be a Zach Evans hair take 25 carries, even like it was for Kyron, though. I do think that this is going to be split between Royce Freeman and whatever other practice squad guy that they pick up this week. Yeah, no, I'm I'm right there with you. I feel the exact same way when it comes to that. So, yeah, I know if you can get out for Evans, get a reroll, do it. Wait for Kyron to come back. Take that. Take advantage of that sell window unless you are a contending team and need those points. Uh, that's pretty much where I'm at there. Monty, his injury. Um, yeah, you know, it sounds like he's his rib injury. I believe is is three to four weeks is the guesstimate on on a timeline. Uh, timing works out well for the Lions because you get Jameer Gibbs back, and for all those Jameer Gibbs truthers out there, this is apparently that chance for him to break out where you know they're just going to slam him through the a gap twenty five times, give him nothing in the passing game, and we're all going to be super frustrated. That's just what it feels like. <laughs> it's going to be Craig Reynolds 15 times up the A gap. They're still going to be rolling out Craig Reynolds and putting Jameer Gibbs in the same role that he's been playing all year. I, I you know, I kind of hope so. I would love to see Gibbs at least get some passing game involvement, but man, I, yeah, I don't know what it is about that, that lions offense. We love running backs in that offense because they, they get touches, but for whatever reason, they just don't use the talent they have to the best of its ability, which is always just a mystery to me. So, We'll see how the how what that looks like, but yeah, Monty's going to be missing some time. Um, as a contender, are you looking to buy Monty in this kind of window? Like, I mean, this is most if likely you weren't survive, buying Monty. If I can survive the couple of weeks here, yeah, I mean, he's been awesome for fantasy so far this year. Yeah, and honestly, I think he still has a pretty good amount of value going forward as well. He was on a he's on a three year contract there. Yep. For years and so years. like what what's the role going to change there this is going to be as long as he's healthy and producing it's going to be him and jameer gibbs and it doesn't look like they're ever i mean dan campbell said it himself he he wants a guy that you're able to slam it up the middle 30 times a game if if at all possible and jameer gibbs isn't going to be that i do think his receiving game you know ability has has an ability to grow to be what we thought he could be but it's still going to be dave montgomery here so yeah, give, give me that on a good offense, on a, a good system, one that 
I don't think has any signs of slowing down other than the fact that they might lose their OC to a head coaching job this offseason. Yeah. Monty's got a little bit I don't say it about many players, but Monty's got a little bit of long term upside or long term stability invested in him as well at the running back position, which is wild to say. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely one of those guys that's going to have, you know, RB, he's going to be a, a solid, like, high-end RB2 that's going to have RB1 weeks outside of this last week where, you know, he obviously left the game super early. Um, you know, he's had a touchdown in every single game. He's getting, you know, almost 20 touches, 32 in one game. Like, he, he's getting the lion's share of the work. Dan Campbell's called him a workhorse. Like, you're hearing all the right things out of there. And and we've seen Monty do it before. Like we've seen Monty went on that stretch run for like eight games to finish a season that most people, if you had him on your team, you probably won fantasy with because, uh, because he just absolutely smashed down the stretch. I believe it was like two years ago. So yeah, he has the skill set, And, uh, and so like, if you can go out and acquire some, some David Montgomery, I, I would be very interested in doing that. Uh, we'll just see if, if you actually have that kind of buy window right now, given the fact that, you know, again, people, he's probably on a contender and that's always the, the tough battles. Can you, can you give them enough points to, to make it worth their while? Yep. got to give them that replacement value that they're probably looking for right now and probably a little pick in there as well. And now I don't think there's any true trade value here uh, or, or discount, but CMC his oblique out. Sounds like one, maybe two weeks. Uh, but one week right now is, is kind of the window that everyone's looking at. Um, Obviously, Jordan Mason's gotten some work. TDP, eh. Uh, it sounds like Elijah Mitchell should be back and ready to roll. So this backfield's kind of o- open. Uh, any any ads here? Any trade targets that you're interested in trying to get a rental for a week or so? You ain't getting nothing done with this one. Uh, I mean, I'll I'll jam all the Jordan Masons in there, but I don't think even people are selling those unless they've just unless it's the 53 Eddie RB on a 53 on the non-competing team that just wants to liquidate him this week. That's your only thing. But yep. not not too much happening here. Then we'll wrap things up here uh, with with some kind of I don't say rapid fire, but some some buys and sells. Uh, you know, we are basically what a third of the way through the season. You know, six games, eighteen weeks, basically a third of the game, a little little further for fantasy purposes. But um, we are at a point where we need to start like truly assessing what where our teams are at. If you haven't done that yet, you, you really need to take that hard look in the mirror. If you're in the middle of the road. Um, you know, can you actually find yourself a way to contending? A lot of a lot of the injured players that, that you know, if you're missing Eckler or Cup, they're back. So you kind of have an idea of what your team looks like if you guys if you just got those you know guys back from injury. Um, so right now, in terms of buys, like who are you buying? If you are a contending team, what's a guy that you're out there just immediately shopping for in almost every league as a contender? think the I, I just go basically as old and crusty as possible and see if, see if there's still one of these teams that <laughs> one the ones that you're talking about where they just haven't really taken that look in the mirror yet i've got a couple of them out there that i still need to work through and really manage to burn it to the ground a little bit more and get it set up for next year as well so we're on, we're not all perfect and you're kind of subject to your own trade market at that <laughs> point as well right but the ones that i'm buying i'm going i'm going old i'm going old every single time Best one right now is Adam Thielen, in my opinion. Um, yeah. Obviously, he is smashing though, so like it might be a little bit hard to pry that one off of some people, just because they're going to be holding out for future better value that's probably never going to come if it's not from you. Uh, so the Thielen, Thielen's one, and then Zach Ertz, Logan Thomas at tight end, especially if it's not a if it's best ball lineup because no nobody wants to put those guys in because they're getting, they're going to get ranked as like 
top 15 tight ends each and every week, but they're probably going to produce at a better level than that. And I don't have to make the decision and I can get those guys for dirt cheap because anything happens to them and their fantasy value is in the tank, but I will just make the bet that they stay healthy for as long as I need them to produce for me. So those are the first three that I'd be looking at just to buy the as old as possible points. Yeah, I mean, Adam Thielen is is one that obviously, like, as you mentioned, he had 13 targets this week, 11 catches, just he's doing he he looks great. He looks great for this offense. You know, Bryce Young finds him. That's that's what matters. Like Thielen gets open. Bryce Young finds him. Um, So I've seen a few trades go down and it seems like his value right now, like kind of across the board. I've actually seen it twice now where it's a second and a third. You know, if you obviously if it's your own second, it's a playoff second and a playoff third, like I feel comfortable giving that up. Um, if that's what it absolutely takes, I'd love to just give up a single pick here, like, you know, or, or try and get something else kicked in while I'm doing that. Maybe you can get a Logan Thomas or a Zach Ertz kicked in um, with that. Cause I mean, for, for all intents and purposes, like Ertz and Logan Thomas, what their thirds, like you're not getting a second for them. Like, no. I don't think you're gonna have to give up a second. At this unless, point. unless you're in a heavy tight end premium league where the v- league probably values the players at more than what they're actually worth. Um, Fair. Just valuing the tight end position more than what it's, probably actually worth in replacement value so i'd go even probably lower on that one the other way than trying to send anything more than third for either of them yep no i, I like that one the other uh, what do you want to call him old but like <laughs> mike evans like, he seems like he's old because he's been in the league for you know a, a decade but uh but, you know he's another one that I'm, I'm very interested in you know he's getting he's getting the targets he's getting you know eight ten targets a game uh, which is what you want to see i think he had only one like true clunker this this you know, week so far this year so far. Uh, but if he's going to continue getting, getting fed, uh, I'm going to take those weeks when I can get them. So I, I would be very interested in acquiring some Mike Evans, another name, as far as wide receivers go, that I'd be looking at Deontay Johnson. I know the offense is not pretty. I know that you have Kenny Pickett throwing the ball and everyone thinks that, that George Pickens is the alpha there now. Cause he had one good game and yeah, that's, that's the one um, Deontay should be returning back from injury here in week seven and you know if you haven't been buying him or haven't had the opportunity to get him try one more time you know maybe you can get him um at this point because he's the true number one on that team like when he comes back it's going to be back to feeding deontay johnson and i i I understand the love for george pickens but this is truly a, a guy that i think can can give you wide receiver two weeks um down the stretch here the big thing's going to be is can he score a touchdown right so like yeah uh, George Pickens is still going to have the bigger spike week games whenever he has. For his, sure. you know, like, he's going to have that because that's inherently baked in how he plays the game. But if you just need some like good, pr- good production out of a wide receiver, like three or four on your team probably doesn't cost all that much. Like I don't think anybody's out here requiring first for Deontay Johnson right now. So um, it, it's just a nice stable floor of a guy that you can put in probably into your lineup almost each and every week. And unless he proves me proves me wrong in that. I think that that's what I think that that's what his floor is. Just give me that like sixty yards and seven seven catches a week, and I'll just live on that and putting it in there. And I'll I'll let other people play the spike week game. Yeah, I mean, and who knows? He can get you ten catches for a hundred yards and a touchdown. And in PPR formats, you're loving life. So like Deontay, uh, he's always been the target hog there in Pittsburgh, and I think that's going to continue. Uh, now that he's back on the field, a couple other names that I'm interested in buying, and I'm just curious what your thoughts are. Uh, obviously, we all saw the 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 love of Devon A. Chain. We saw we saw the excitement. He got vaulted all the way up to running back 
four in dynasty during during his monster weeks and you know kind of rightfully so like you know he, he played very very well but he's fallen down a little bit he's now rb5 with the injury do you think you can buy some Devon H and just seeing how Mostert's been producing so far for that team? And it's not just like he's the only one they're producing. It's the fact that he's a rookie. Uh, he's a running back and obviously people will just liquidate them at any point. And it's probably right process play. Whenever running backs get this high, just liquidate off unless it's like the, yeah. the B. John Robinson's. Um, and obviously running backs are worth the points that are on your roster right now and the way that they're performing. But, I do think we might have like we're starting to be borderline of taking the pendulum swing too far and like, hey, this is a rookie on one of the best offenses that we've ever seen play football. So there, there's got to be some inherent baked value in Mostert is like god awful ancient old and has kind of proven the injury prone narrative wrong a little bit here over the last year and a half, but also still like. He's a running back too, and if Devon A. Chain were to somehow get up to you know the type of touches that Mostert's getting each each and every week, get up to like 15, 16, 17, 18 touches, man, I mean, I just don't know. Nobody's been able to stop this offense yet except for the Bills one week, and they still put up 20 points. Like Other teams are getting stopped by getting like absolutely goose-egged and blanked and putting up 250 yards in a game. Devon A. Chain's done that in a, in a game. So, I mean... Go go out and acquire, inquire, but I still think he's a pretty difficult piece to move unless you've got people like, you know, the Scott Connors of the world that are willing to play to the extremes a little bit and just kind of trust the process of just liquidating any running backs. I, I'd be interested to see because I don't I don't think the price even is still going to be a first unless you're talking about like a top three or four first round pick startup come next year. So I think you're still paying more than that. And uh, it'd be a tough price for me to pay, even though I do love him. Yeah, I mean, if you're listening to this, obviously I'm not going to buy your Devon A. Chain share because you know you know I'm going to be trying this. But uh, in some leagues where where uh, maybe there aren't as many uh, ears listening in, I am going to try and get some Devon A. Chain just just to just to shop. You know, I just want to kind of throw it out there, see see if there's any any interest at all, and like, hey, he's going to miss the next you know four weeks, and then there's the bye week. You know. Can you survive five weeks without Devon H? And like, it's just to just to see, just to see. Um, you do it for a player like that, yeah, you got to try. You got to try. I think you know. I just don't have enough exposure to him. I have him in a couple places, and I just wish I had more. So, um, I think the only other buy right now that I'm you know interested in, and I'm just going to kind of gl- clump them all together because they're they're young slash producing. But I think T Higgins, Nico Collins, Michael Pittman are all ones I'm very interested in. If I'm you know if I'm not like all in i would love to get jacoby myers on a team that i'm you know trying to compete with especially in best ball leagues but like higgins nico and Pittman, i think are ones that i'd be happy to try and uh build with and, and look at the future with you know nico's target share his air yards like the, the things that he's doing in that offense with uh with cj stroud has been awesome to see uh michael Pittman is you know had my has been doing michael Pittman things where he has his his ups and downs as well um and then t higgins of course with the injury you know he, he did come back and play this past week but uh truly what with higgins long-term values especially with Pittman too like both of them will are free agents at the end of the season i believe um so what's actually going to happen with them um beyond this season is kind of what i'm interested in here with both of them yeah i have a lot more faith and kind of buying into the current level of 
price for those two than I do Nico because you're looking at a team that has a lot of assets and a lot of free cap room going forward. So the chances that there's somebody like A.T. Higgins or a Michael Pittman that come into that <laughs> offense and play over Nico does scare me a little bit for the long-term stability of Nico Collins. But I don't think we were going to be thinking this in you know previous weeks, but it looks like this offense might actually be able to sustain two weapons. And so he does have yeah. a little bit of upside there. I just still don't think he's going to be the one by the time we start the season next year. And that's fair. I mean, I think they're all they're all gambles in the end, you know, as far as where these guys end up. Who knows? You know, uh, Higgins ends up in in Atlanta with with Drake London. And we're all just like, you know, this could be the most amazing offense in the world with Pitts, Higgins and and London and Bijan. And yet we still got Desmond Ritter, Chuck and the Rock and and old Arthur Smith wants to run it 75 times a game. So, um, yeah, no, I think those are the kind of key ones I would touch on there. Any other buys that you're interested in right now? Fournette to the Bills. You have any Judy interest if he gets moved or before he gets potentially moved? Uh, well, I, you know, I shared a number and idolized man and uh, Steve Smith, which is why I chose 89 in everything I did in football growing up. Uh, so if Steve Smith has that little interest in him, uh, I, I don't think I'm going to I think I'm going to follow Steve Smith on this one. And I'm going to leave I'm going to leave those Judy shares elsewhere. I will say I'm, I'm mildly interested because like it can't get any worse, right? Like, I mean, I say that it can't get any worse. Like, it, I mean, we can, it might. Um, so, I mean, I think I'd really want to see the situation unless I can get Judy for like a single second, which I don't think anyone's really wanting to do. Um, for the most part, you're, people still want first for Judy, which is wild at this point. I mean, it, it sucks. It is what it is. Like, just because he's young and he had the pedigree, like he hasn't right. done anything yet. And, and that's, yeah, that's where I'm at with that one. So it's more wait and see. I'd rather pay full price when I know the situation. I'll throw you out one more. Okay. I saw Aaron Rodgers walking and throwing oh, a football. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. What, a month after? Month-ish after? Month and a half after surgery? Um, yep. Whatever they're doing with that new Achilles repair thing, like it's legitimate. And that man is going to be playing football again. Won't be until 2024. But uh, that's a super flex quarterback that I think is extremely cheap right now that you could go out and buy. If you're looking to build a little bit for the future or you just have some free capital, probably pick up a couple Aaron Rodgers shares this week. So I'm with you 2024. Sure. Like if I can get him for cheap, but like, do you think he comes back this year? I'm just, I'm just curious. Like, I mean, I mean, I know he that's come back he for playoffs. He, he could come back for playoffs. Like, I think that that timeline is legitimately possible now at this point, which is again, crazy Wild. and dumb that you want to, you want to throw out another one. I mean, JK Dobbins is doing rehab alongside of him every day, had the same exact surgery as well. Um, now he's probably going to look like Cam Akers when he comes back, but still he's going to be playing football again. Like, I, I think that this, we might have a new thing with this Achilles going forward. I hope we do because it it's killed so many careers over the past like over the past course of football history, and now we're seeing something that looks like it's never been done before. I mean, our our, our guy Ray GQ is laid up, and he's talking about like is a nine month minimum, and he's beating timelines by going at like six months and stuff. And Aaron Rodgers is walking, like, full on walking, and putting weight on it and getting pivot point leverage and everything. Like it's just wild to say that an Achilles injury is he he's had an Achilles injury six months ago or six weeks ago. All I heard from all of that was 
J.K. Dobbins is going to be back this year. No, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, 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 don't don't go buy J.K. Dobbins. Don't listen to me on that one at all. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I do think I'd be mildly interested in Aaron Rodgers, mildly, and I mean, I'm going to put it real mild. But um, I mean, he's going to he he wants to play football. Like he's rehabbing. Like he wants to come back not only this year but beyond this year. So uh, I, I'd be very interested in seeing you know what what Aaron Rodgers could be besides you know the fun four plays that we saw or four seconds that we saw. Um, So that's a, that's kind of the buys for right now. Again, you know, team direction specific is, is very important there. The ones I'm, I'm, you know, curious on sell wise, obviously we talked about Justin Fields at the top of the show. So we're going to wrap up with a few more of these here, just keeping it quarterback related. Where, what are you doing with Mac Jones? Um, I mean, Unfortunately, like what is anybody going to pay for Mac Jones? The the thing that keeps Justin Fields a little bit of hype is because one, he's he's produced before and people love him. People hate Mac Jones. Like whenever we're talking about that like likability factor, Mac Jones is like bottom of the basement, be below the dirt floor level of likability factor right now. So I, I mean, he looks like he has much less of a shot of even competing with somebody else next year. I don't know what you could do. Like, are you just out? I mean, obviously any second you're out, but nobody's going to give you a second, right? I don't even think anybody's giving you a second right now for Mac Jones. Like, I think it's that bad. I honestly think if I could get a second, like I'm, I'm, I would try that. I think I have one or two shares left of Mac Jones. Um, I'd be willing to sell him for that second because I think that this, this quarterback class coming up um, is deep enough where I can legitimately reroll. Am I going to get a first round quarterback? like Mac Jones was no, but you know what I can get, I can probably get a second rounder or a third round quarterback if I really wanted to. And like might have the same amount of shot as actually succeeding in the NFL as he does. So this quarterback class is deeper or, or worst case, it pushes value down the board if there are more, you know, high end quarterbacks. So yeah, you know what? Give me a second. And I think I'm uh, I'm going to take that and run for, for I just, I don't even think you're getting that in mostly in most super flex leagues right now. I just don't, I don't think you're getting it. Go send your go send your second round pick for Cody's Mac Jones, everybody. Let's let's make that happen. Um, let's see, let's see that go down. Let's put that to the test. So obviously Fields, Mac Jones, a uh, couple other quarterbacks to to mention. Um, I, we'll go to the spicy one at the end here. But Jordan Love, he had his he he's looked good. He's had his ups and downs. He's he's kind of come back down to earth the last couple weeks. Here we'll see what he looks like coming out of the bye. I just feel like you got to capitalize on the Jordan love love. It, it seemed like he got pushed all the way up there to, to like, I think he was QB 12 at one point. Um, I've, I just can't envision it getting higher than that. And so like, if he's still valued up there with the Brock Purdy's and the, the Bryce young's like, yeah, like g- get me out. Like he's up there with Jared Goff, Bryce young, Deshaun Watson. See ya. Like I, yeah, no, I I agree with these. He just feels like he's going to be a mid to back end QB two for life. Um, now how long that is? Like I, you know, he's going to have an, at least another year in this offense, and we'll see how it looks. But it's it's a young team. I don't see it getting much better this year. Maybe he's able to grow into a little bit more. Regardless of how long he's been in the league, he basically is still a rookie. So True. he's looked he's looked good for that, but. I just don't think that, you know, we, we saw Aaron Rodgers and how efficient he had to be to ever produce quarterback one numbers. And that was when we didn't have a bunch of Russian quarterbacks in the league. 
like show me the path for Jordan Love to get there when this offense with how it operates without much leg without much gra- ground game to volley up his production like it's just he feels like a replaceable quarterback too yep and i think if you can use him to to catapult yourself up into a new tier um i'm i'm doing that like if i can get myself into a legitimate top 12 quarterback by adding a plus like i'm i'm all for it like this is where you capitalize on that love value um last quarterback i i want to mention here unless you have any others but uh i'm selling bryce young i i i just I don't see it happening for him anytime soon. Like he he's going to be a good quarterback. I think he's going to have his moments, but for fantasy purposes, I'm out. <laughs> like I'm out. You can have him. <laughs> yeah, I mean this is this is the fear. This is the fear with rookie quarterbacks. And even Anthony Richardson with his injury now is probably going to be pretty flat to where you were drafting him and where he was going to be valued starting into the season. Only one guy has actually improved his value, and that's not even talking about the guys like Will Levis and Hendon Hooker who are just absolutely buried and worthless now that you probably still had to spend a second-round pick on. Um, Yeah, this this is what happens with most rookie quarterbacks is they drop in value from where they're currently priced whenever we have to draft them and at rookie draft time because it's only hype. And then we get in and we find out that they are, in fact, rookies and they're probably in bad situations, and a lot of them do not overcome their situation, kind of like we were seeing with CJ Stroud is the only one right now, and Anthony Richardson had until he got injured. You buy quarterback, you buy these rookie quarterbacks the second year. I'm fine missing out. I'm fine missing out on year one if they do hit. If they are the Justin Herbert, if they are the CJ Stroud, fine missing out because I don't want to have to invest a top three draft pick like this in a Bryce Young and be where we're at right now, where he's now the same as guy we we're just talking about, Jordan Love. Like yeah. he feels a lot like Jordan Love right now. He's Jordan Love's probably even even in a better situation. So no, I mean I'm fine getting out, but like you should have been out at the draft whenever you first got the asset hit your roster. I mean the team has said that they want to get him a number one wide receiver. Like after saying that they didn't want to you know spend capital on one, now they're saying that they need to get one. Um, obviously Adam Thielen's there. I mean you know Judy has been floated around as being a, a potential candidate for for that offense, which would I think be beneficial for Bryce Young. But that offensive line is still so freaking bad. Like With they don't have happened? their own first. Right, that's the problem. It's like they don't have their own first this year. Like so, like what what are they? What exactly are they going to do? How how much more can you actually you know mortgage your future to to go get a wide receiver? So um, very very interesting for him. But yeah, that's that's exactly why I'm out. Let's anything else you want to touch on with the quarterbacks? No, I'm good there. Cool. A uh, few wide receivers here. Let's just touch rookies real fast here. I know we talk about him being developmental, but right now I have I have zero interest in Quentin Johnson. <laughs> he yeah. Doss was starting in three wide sets over him tonight. Like I I don't know I don't know where know where he's at in his development. But what are you doing, QJ? Uh, we play in a game where it is year to year, week to week, and minute to minute at best. And uh, this looks a lot more like JMO without a suspension or an injury. And so, you're going to give me that type of level of production? Nah, we're out. So, yeah, if you can't, if you can't get any type of role after Mike Williams is left, which is the type of role that you should be one for one comp to, uh, no, uh, yeah, no, no interest anymore. Out, completely out. Yep, I. I couldn't agree more. I don't think you're getting a first for QJ that you invested, but uh, if you can move within that tier, try to get yourself uh, 
I don't know. I don't even, I can't even figure out what you could possibly get for QJ right now. Like, I mean, do you just take a single second and and just kind of re-roll? Like, it just doesn't feel like that's necessarily the right move to do because he's tied to this offense, but it's probably where it's at. Like, can you get a tank Dell and and something like it's, uh, it's just, it is Uh, not feel good. Dell is currently valued at wide receiver 33 compared to Quentin Johnson's wide receiver 36 on KTC. So uh, one, I also think that that's wrong. Tank Dell is not, (laughs) that that's also not it um i think that's also drastically too high but everything around in that range can i get the hollywood chris godwin mike evans terry mclaurin mari cooper jacoby myers all those guys yeah out oh man that's i i just threw out a name i didn't even know that they were at that like that close in in ktc right now um another rookie name that that has been you know he's had a rough start to the year but it's what we all expected from jsn um he's the number three on their own team this past week he ran the same amount of routes as uh dk metcalf and tyler lockett so he's getting involved in the offense he had five targets to the eight that both dk and lockett had however jsn's average depth of target his a dot is just absolutely atrocious and for for as long as he's going to be on the field i mean his eight out is 4.08 4.08 jake bobo has a 5.33 on his own team tyler lockett's is double at 10 and then dk metcalf at 13 like that's where you want to see you want double digit numbers here with your a dot like that's what you want oh well I'm not, I'm not, I'm not giving up on JSN. I'll I'll just start with that. But like, what are your thoughts with that? Like, how are you handling JSN right now? Uh, It it just speaks to the, I think this one just speaks to the way we play this game and how that's changed, at least in the circles that we run with and what I've seen from across most of the space. Um, This game is played like if, why, why were we looking at the situation and saying that JSN was the wide receiver one locked and loaded? Because it's like with the way that we currently play, and I know that this shift has been pretty recent in the way that people play it, but you have to like we're we're no longer playing the game of it's a talent evaluation process over the production that you're giving projected to give me right now. Like if I had to re-rank them, it'd probably be Addison as the wide receiver one, then Zay Flowers as the wide receiver two, JSN as wide receiver three, because of what's going to happen to his value after I know what's going to happen projected like there was a chance maybe he could overtake Tyler Lockett or split some work with DK but he wasn't going to come in and be the one for this offense and it was probably going to look a lot like it does right now so there's no longer long-term insulation value in, in these type of assets even though I think he's a very good wide receiver I can't wait three years for that to ever come to fruition and I can't trust yep. the talent I can't trust that I need the op- I need the production of the opportunity because the inherent uh, safety within the within the evaluation from the market doesn't exist there anymore so i think i think he speaks more to just like the overall state of the game right now and what we're playing what you're doing with them uh yeah i mean i I think this is one you're probably just having to eat the years like if you actually still think he's good like you and i probably both do you're probably just eating it until you think it can actually come to fruition because you're never going to get back what you one invested in the capital and two what the future potential of the capital could be if he ever does you know, step into that role of like we think. 
it's a rough rough player man but um i think it just he's a, he's one that just more speaks to the game i don't have much that i would actually be willing to do with him in dynasty right now though it's funny because like again you, you hit the nail on the head but like coming into the year we all knew it right we saw where these guys landed up getting drafted at we knew jason was going to be the number three on his own team and we're, we're just like yeah but like eventually the talent's going to get on the field at, at some point that you know maybe it's gonna be late in the year or next year and when you start having to score fantasy points and you see him just eating up zeros or like four points six points you're just like what is happening here this was the the wide receiver one of the class like what's happening right now ktc ktc wide receiver 16 17 and 18 jordan addison zay flowers jsn back to back to back which is kind of funny yeah. <laughs> uh so yeah, but like I, I still think that the talent is there. I still think the potential for him to thrive in this offense is there, but it is not this year. It's what we've all said all along. So if you have JSN, like again, if you're a contending team and you have JSN, like trading him to to again get points is probably going to be the move for your roster. Find a a bottom end team that's going to be you know more hopeful on the upside. That's where your market is going to be. Like no contender is going to go out and buy JSN for the 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 price that you you know, are probably wanting, but, um, I still think he has value. It's just production wise. I mean, this is, that's, it's a wrap. Like, I don't, I'd, I'd be other than an injury where he can step up. Um, this is what he is for, for this year. It's crazy. The stories that we can tell ourselves in May, whenever we're doing these drafts and, and how we're totally going to be fine with it. We're fine holding, we're fine holding the one year and then we get here and it's full panic mode, full, I don't even think it's full overreaction. It just is what it is. Like it, this, this is the yeah. state of the game we play. It's a little bit, won't, will not be the same next year. Like your talent evaluation process going to the end of the draft next year, completely different than it's ever been before. I'm I'm excited to see where that goes. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see how what what the processes do look like going forward. So, um, last one I think we'll dive into for today um, is going to be another wide receiver that people have held on to for a few years and had lots of hope for. Um, and he's he's had some pop games. You know, he's he's done his thing for a couple seasons. You know, he's had uh, you know a season of what fifteen hundred yards, fourteen hundred yards, uh, so thirteen hundred fifty six, whatever. Um, is going to be one Jalen Waddle, and. I, he's just one I'm, I'm just so far out on and it's not because of the talent i think because of the value of where he is currently at and what you're going to get for that return is not the same thing like the dude has had two touchdowns this year each one in each of the past two weeks he's had 78 yards and 86 yards as highs no 100 yard games he's gotten double digit targets he's getting some targets you know going but even this past week, like you, you, you talked to me about this off the air and it's, it's like, oh, we thought Jalen Waddle had a good game and you look it up and it's like seven catches, 50 yards and a touchdown. You're just like, what? What, what just what's happening with Jalen Waddle right now? What's happening is uh, the best old wide receiver in the league. Going back to that previous conversation is <laughs> playing alongside of him and uh, not playing alongside of him, but playing much, much over him and how this offense is going to be schemed and ran. Everything is Tyree kill. As long as he is healthy, can Jalen Wiley eventually fill that role? Yeah, but it's a lot kind of like JSN, like the talent eventually should get there, but how long do you have to wait for that to come to fruition? It's probably as long as Tyree kill doesn't fall off a cliff and, uh, you know, revert back into the third, over 30 year old wide receiver that we're all scared every year of. And then we get into the season and they're smashing and their value goes back up because they're producing. 
Um, I still like the talent. I mean, he's still got the best touchdown celebration in all of the NFL. That's got to count for something, right? But <laughs> yeah, it's not going to be sustainable. It's it's concerning. The concerning part is like you're in this good of an offense and you're still not able to really do anything with it. But it's because Tyreek Hill is going to go for 2,000 yards as long as he stays healthy this year, which is dumb. Tyreek 2K, baby. Let's get it. Um, yeah, like just looking at some of the kind of advanced metrics like air yards on your own team here. Tyreek Hill's at just under 50% of the air yards on that team. Jalen Waddle's at 20%. Braxton Berrios at 12. These are the leading receivers on the team. <laughs> Target share, 31% for Tyreek. 18% for Jalen Waddle. Not what you want to see. You, you want to see your wide receiver close to that 25 range. On obviously 30% is, is would be ideal. But uh, yeah. usually around that 25 number is what you want. And... I mean, even in targets, man, he's got 15 more targets than Braxton Berrios. Tyreek has 60. Jalen Waddle is 35. Like it's just, it's it's, it's one of those situations where those the value of the player and the name of the player is just far superseding what you're getting in production. Yep, it's probably going to keep, it's going to keep being that way as long as Tyreek Hill is healthy, active, and playing. So sell to your Jalen Waddle. Uh, this has been talked about all offseason, actually before the season even started. Um, you know, take advantage of, of what you could have gotten when he was a 1,300 yard receiver versus now where things are a little little scary. I do think he's going to have some pop games, but yeah, I mean, if he's still being valued as a top 10 wide receiver in Dynasty, um, I think this is the, t- the time to go. Like he's wide receiver eight. Like just get out, just move, move him. And you're probably going to get there, and you're probably not going to get what you think is commensurate value for wide receiver eight in Dynasty. You're not, because like wide receiver eight and wide receiver like twenty are are all the same. So, um, you know, it's just it's the name value people get excited about. But yeah, no, you you gotta you gotta find a way to sell that that asset because that is not changing as long as Tyreek Hill is there. That is not changing. So, th- those are some buys and sells. Anything else you want to touch on here before we wrap out? I'm good to go, man. You get you know, rested back up and have a uh, week weekend in next weekend. We're gonna do that. We're gonna have, we're gonna take it a little bit easy. We've been going been going hard in the paint. We got to manage some of these uh, manage some of these failed contenders and some of these you know not doing so hot teams that need a little bit more. We need a little bit more retooling and focus on. We're gonna sit and re- really hammer those out this weekend. So. Good time for some buys and sells and excited to see what a active trade market looks like uh, here in the next yeah. couple of weeks of the NFL as well. Yeah, And if you haven't sold any of these rental running backs, um, you, you might want to do that while you still can. Uh, that's the last sells is, you know, if you're not a contender and you don't need those points, sell those running backs, get them off your roster. They're just rentals. So, yeah, again, make sure you do check out DestinationDebbie.com. Uh hands down destination debbie is the best place to be for all of your fantasy needs you got to check out the war tool so you can optimize your roster construction make sure you can you know see see where you're getting that replacement value from um destination debbie has the discord so again when you're on the website you can find different options that's going to suit your needs if you're able to get in the heisman tier do it that's where you're going to have non-stop access to all of the content creators scott ray us gene and ike you know uh Anyone and everyone that does content here, Jeff with his injury updates, um, you know, you're going to have, if you're into Debbie as well, you're going to have Gump in there and Derek. So you're going to have tons of access to all of the content creators all day, every day. And yeah, man, uh, again, 
let's uh, let's have ourselves a, a nice recoup week. Seems like the NFL needs a week recoup as well with some bye weeks and some injuries here. Um, anything else before we go? Wraps on out here, Chase. All right, y'all. Again, let us know what your thoughts are. Let's see some of those trades that you guys are making out there. So hit us up on Twitter. And thank you so much for joining us here on the Overreaction Podcast.